apologize ahead of time if we're too loud for you. Our apologies. <laughs> to a place that I come every day. Right, yeah. I mean, I don't come here every day, though. So I'm welcoming myself back. You are welcome here. Yeah, and I'm welcoming my presence into your presence. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, hi, everyone. Uh, Hi. I was going to say what today is. That doesn't matter to people. (laughs) Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Um, Lydia, how are you? I am good. I didn't work today. Um, Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was raining, so I didn't have to work because I work outside. So it's like nice. To, it's like <laughs> just when I rain, I don't have to. When it rains, right. I don't have to go to work. Yeah, it was like it was. It was pretty bad this morning. So it was like just so you know when you weather. get to college, you still have to go to class when it's raining. Yeah, <laughs> I have put that together. Thank you for thank cool. you for bringing that up. Just yeah. making sure you know. Mm-hmm. What have you been up to? Um, just a lot of planning for the fall. I feel like um, August is a lot of that for me, but. I reorganized the youth room a little bit today, so oh, that was pretty exciting. It looks mm-hmm. really good. Um, we had a couple of our teens who did some really good artwork on our chalk wall. Not really artwork. It's, like, pretty, like, hands lettering Oh sure. of scripture. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. So mm-hmm. that was shout-out Maria and Sophia. Mm-hmm. Love. Did a great job. Shout-out Maria and Sophia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Way to go, ladies. Yeah. Um. So today... Okay, so we introed this last week, but um, yeah. so we're gonna do a three part series um, on these three relationships that women have or women are. I guess mm-hmm. we're talking about identity and um, identity, like part of our identity as women is that we are these three uh, things. So that's daughter, sister, and mother. Um, and I think before we even get into this first one of daughter, one of the things that I I've actually prayed with this a lot the last week, and it was very fruitful for me. So, mm-hmm. like, this is benefiting my own prayer. So, yeah, well, Jesus works. She's a twofer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's very clear if you look at the world um, and our own lives. I think we've both seen this of the ways that Satan attacks these three identities or these mm-hmm. three relationships very intensely and very acutely. Like, you can see it. If you look, you don't have to look very hard or even very long, but, like, Satan attacks these three things so aggressively because they are our core identities. That, like, if they're broken down, like, who we are as women, is that's how he tears it down. It's by attacking mm-hmm. these three relationships. Um, yeah. So I think just, like, that's a really important preface to throw out there of um, you, can't, you can't win a fight, you don't know you're fighting. Um, mm. And so being aware, mm. being aware of the ways that Satan attacks us as women yeah important. i like that yeah emily wilson right now is putting mm-hmm. out like mm-hmm. this like little thing on her instagram where like on her captions of her pictures she'll like write different um letters like she'll rewrite different letters from the screw tape letters which yeah. we actually talked about that last week mm-hmm. um and they're like specifically designed for women um yeah like and, women in 2021 which, yeah yeah, it's, really yeah cool. it's good um, and one of the ones that she wrote either today or yesterday or recently was like the attack on motherhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk about that more when we get into like the motherhood section of that. But I think that that just like goes further into like what you were saying of like, ah, yes, it's like motherhood is a good thing. And that's why Satan sees it as a bad thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
I just, yeah, I'm really excited to dive into this. Um, I think it's going to be just good to dive into, you know, last week we talked about all of the things that femininity doesn't have to be, right? It mm-hmm. is still all of those things sometimes. Um, not all of them, I guess, but, like, it is those things, but it doesn't have to be them. It's not only that, you know, like, mm-hmm. so if it's not those things, then how do we define it? And I think a good place to start is these three relationships. Yeah. You haven't seen that? The Office? No, I'm sure you've seen it. I've seen The Office, but, like, I don't watch The Office. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we're very off topic. No, there's this part where Michael's like, I I don't even know what he says, but it's like, oh, I get it, but re-explain it to me, like, but just in case, re-explain it to me all over again, like, I'm a five-year-old. I think that's really funny. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Welcome back to your regularly scheduled programming. We're talking about uh, daughterhood. Yeah. And Michael Scott, apparently. Mm-hmm. Just we're not, briefly, we're not, though. We're not actually talking about Michael Scott at all. Yeah. Um, so, we are talking about television, though, um, because... Ooh, good segue. <laughs> Thanks. I know. <laughs> I'm kind of a pro already. Third episode in, and I'm like, I know how to transition. Watch me. got this. Um, the smoother transitions I have, the less editing I do later. So, mm. you know. Um, but I'm going to age myself a little bit. Uh as we've established, I'm the millennial on this podcast, yeah. so I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a bad thing. Thank you for affirming that my age is Well, you were like, oh, that's okay. And it's like, but you say that's okay to imply that, like, before it was once a bad thing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had two pop culture references um, that, honestly, like, I didn't just pull these out to be cool pop culture references. Like, mm-hmm. these are, I really like television. It's like a weakness of mine. Sure. Um, and... These are, like, two scenes. I'm only going to talk about one of them, but, like, for context of how old I am, it's important. (laughs) (laughs) And these are legitimately two scenes that I prayed with and that helped me understand identity as daughter Mm -hmm. when it comes to God the Father. Which, like, you wouldn't, when I tell you what they are, you're going to be like, were you prayed with that? Like, yeah, like, I've prayed with these things for, like, multiple like, weeks, like, multiple times in my life I've prayed with these things. So, mm-hmm. um, the first one that I'm not actually going to talk about, um, is Dawson's Creek. I don't you probably yeah, have no never even heard of Dawson's Creek. It's mm-hmm. fine. Um, <laughs> Dawson's Creek was, like, One Tree Hill before One Tree Hill. I don't even know what One Tree Hill is. Are you kidding me? Bro, I don't watch a lot. Yeah, you're not a big TV person. Yeah, I mean, so I watch Bachelor are, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> people who are Lydia's age, let me know. Just, like, please affirm me that you know what One Tree Hill is. At least, even if you don't know what Dawson's Creek is, that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so there's a scene from Dawson's Creek. But the one that I'm actually going to talk about, um, I don't think ages me quite as much because I've talked to people like your age, Lydia, who mm-hmm. watch this, but this is Gossip Girl. You've heard of Gossip Girl. Yeah. You've heard of Gossip Girl. Have you ever watched Gossip Girl? Like, 20 minutes of it. Like I, know, full like, I know that the premise is, like, some girl moves in with, like, a whole, like, apartment full of guys. That is not right? a that Oh, that's a new girl! Wait, what's Gossip Girl? Wait, what's Gossip Oh, is that with, um, that one chick? Blake Lively? Blake Lively, yes. Oh, I have seen this! I thought, it was, I thought it was a new girl! Okay, guys, we didn't plan this. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. Kristen yeah. Bell. Mm-hmm. Sure. The blonde Anna. Anna from Frozen. Yeah. I really like um, her. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so, 
Gossip Girl. Now that we're <laughs> now that we're on the same yes. TV show. Yeah. Um, all around. I mean, I have watched the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I find it very entertaining. I think cinematically, probably like, eh, like it's, you know, it's mediocre. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's fine. It's entertaining. It's a good job done. It was very popular in its time. Um, still very popular. Um, but I'm getting off track. There's a scene, okay? Let me let me set the stage for you, okay? Because okay. you've never seen this show. If you have seen this show and you know exactly what I'm talking about, you can skip through this part, but for Lydia's sake, I'm going to no. explain it, okay? So there's character... Explain it to me like I'm a five-year-old. Great. I mean, I'm not going to do that, okay. but I'm going to do close to that. So okay, there's this character. Um, her name is Jenny. Mm-hmm. She's younger than all the other characters, so that's like kind of important context, um, but she growing up has, like, a super solid relationship with her dad. Like, growing up, like, they were just super close. Like, her, she has some, like, family trauma. Like, she has an older brother. Her, but, like, their mom left. And so she has, like, a really, really tight relationship with her dad. She's the one that looks like Avril Lavigne. Sure, it's Taylor Momsen, who is, like, also very famous. Yeah, I don't know who that (laughs) is. Um, so, anyway. Um, yes, Taylor Momsen plays Jenny. Um, she's... Cindy Lou Who from The Grinch. Okay, now you're speaking my language. There you go. Yeah, um, okay. Anyway, so she has a super tight relationship with her dad, but she kind of goes, if you've seen the show, you know, like, Jenny kind of loses it. She goes haywire or whatever. Sure. Um, don't we all? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't all. Not in this way. Um, but, so, one of those times, she, like, goes haywire and kind of comes back, like, thousands of times, right? But in one of those times, there's this whole episode where um, she's 15, and... She wants to get this job, or I think she wants to get this job. I don't quite remember. But she, like, her her lawyer or somebody, what 15-year-old has a lawyer, by the way, whatever. But her lawyer tells her, like, if you want to do this, you have to, like, emancipate from your parents. Like, you have to be Mm -hmm. an emancipated minor or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, the way that her lawyer explains it, she's just very blunt. I mean, it's a TV show, so it's supposed to be dramatic, but she's like, you like we have to tell your parents that you no longer want to be their daughter Mm. and she has this whole like crisis right because she's like well I didn't know that that's what that meant like you know this whole thing Mm -hmm. that is now going on in her heart and her father long story short somehow finds the papers that she has to like emancipate and he goes to her and has this whole revelation he's like this whole time I've like I've spent this all of this time just like being mad at you for leaving and messing up and I realized that I haven't told you that like I miss you and I love you and like I support you in like what you're gonna do because I'm your dad but like I'm never gonna stop loving you and missing you and like if that means I have to like let you go then I'm gonna do that and then he walks away um because she walks away uh and eventually like right like you go through the rest of the episode and this is the scene that I like prayed with because I really love I like I like wrote down the lines right um because it's like it's just so good um so he says to her he says I'm not mad I'm out of angry I miss you too much he says I love you and I'm willing to let you go um but there's nothing you can do to make me stop loving you mm-hmm. and then she walks away from that so like that's that's his like statement and then she walks away from that and he lets her because he said mm-hmm. he would let her and of course like you see like his heart breaking yeah. but he lets her Later on in the episode, right, because it's a TV show. Um, again, reminder, this is a TV show. Um, so it's supposed to be a little bit dramatic, right? Yeah. But she shows up, um, or she is, like, back in her dad's house. And 
um, he walks in with her older brother, and he they look around, and he, her dad is like, oh, like, I thought she'd be here. Mm-hmm. And her brother's like, yeah, like, I kind of did too. And mm-hmm. she walks out of one of the rooms, and she just looks at her dad, and she says, I love you too, dad. I don't want to stop being your daughter. And then they, like, hug. And oh, it's such, like, a, yeah, yeah, just so a, such an awe moment, right? But, like, when I was praying with this, like, what is that? Like, that very clearly, if you know the gospel, like, what does that remind you of? Like, that mm-hmm. reminds you of the story of the prodigal son, right? And I think the, I think the episode, because Gossip Girl does this, is actually called, like, The Prodigal Daughter Returns. Oh, um, so, you know. Um, but, like, that's what it reminds you of. And so when you pray with that story, like, when you pray with this idea of, like, I don't want to stop being your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, just the way that she phrased that, it's identity, right? Like, her identity is in being her dad's daughter and like how much more true is that for us being daughters of the heavenly father right like Mm -hmm. I don't want to stop being your daughter like that's what we do when we walk away from the father it's like we're saying like I want to stop being your daughter Mm -hmm. and we don't realize it until we're away that like we can't stop because that's who we are and so then we come back and because we realize how broken we are and this moment in the gospels um, and I'm going to stop talking because I'm talking a lot, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> You're all that gospel cross was great. Um, there's this moment in the gospels, right? The son uh, takes his father's inheritance, runs away, squalors it. He's out of food. And he goes back and he says to himself, he says, How many of my father's hired workers have more than enough food to eat? But here I am dying from hunger. I shall get up and go to my father and I shall say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Treat me as you would treat me one of your hired workers. So like, he's already justifying, right? He's like, I know that he won't possibly accept me back as his son, right? But he recognizes the brokenness of like, I'm not who I'm supposed to be, so I'm going to go back and at least I'll be provided for. Mm-hmm. And that he kind of steps into that servant role. But we know, right, he comes back, he runs back, and his father runs to meet him, and he slaughters the fatted calf. He can't even get that statement out, right? Like that statement that he had rehearsed. Um, he can't even get it out. He says, I no longer deserve to be called your son. And his father won't let him finish. He interrupts him, and he says, no, we're going to throw this banquet because my son has returned. Yeah. Um, and... This is just so, like, he goes back expecting to be like a servant, right? And the servants are provided for by the father, right? Like, they're provided for by the owner of the Mm -hmm. land. Um, They're cared for. They have a place to live. They have a place to sleep. But they're earning that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And the son comes back, and there's a difference in identity there. The son, just everything that he has, right? We hear that about the second son. Like, everything that the father has is his because he's a son, he's an heir. He's not just a servant. And so when Jesus died on the cross and we become no longer servants but children of God, like, that's the identity that we get, mm-hmm. which is just so beautiful. We don't have to earn that. We don't have to work for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's real good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Um, yeah, and like, okay, so when Brie and I were having a little powwow dinner of B-dubs before this, mm-hmm. um, B-dubs. <laughs> I was talking about how I wanted to, like, include, like, the story of, like, the older son in the prodigal son's story, um, because 
like, for so long, like, I mean, I went to a Catholic K-8 grade school, um, so I would, like, hear the prodigal son, like, all the time, and I was, like, I, like, whatever, cool, um, but the older son always confused me, because I had no idea, like, what his purpose was, um, because if you look at it, um, the older son is, like, like, he's, like, faithful to his, his, um, dad the entire time, and then, like, his older son, um, when, when the younger son comes back, the older son, um, he heard the sound of music and dancing and he called out to one of the servants and asks what this is about. Um, and the servant said to him, your brother has returned and your father has slaughtered the fat calf because he has him back safe and sound. And then the son became angry and refused to enter the house. His father came out and pleaded with him. And he said to his father in reply, look, all these years I have served you and not once did I disobey your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast on with my friends. But when your son returns, who swallowed up your property with prostitutes, from him, for him you slaughter the fattened calf. And he said to him, My son, you are here with me always, and everything I have is yours. Um, and I, I really, really like this because um, growing up, I again was always trying to find meaning in this and then like I look back like now as a 20 year old woman like at my life and I think about like all the different all the different times that I tried to like earn my father's Mm -hmm. love Mm -hmm. um or do certain things to get my dad to notice me and like that I mean like it never it never worked um and then like I do things like and then, like, I think, like, that correlates into, like, my relationship with God the Father. And I'm just like, okay, God, if I go to daily mass, then you'll love me. Or if I go to, like, adoration, like, you know, for five hours a day, then you'll love me. And, like, if I go to confession, like, after every single sin that I do, um, then you will love me. Um, but the opposite is is from my he- from from my earthly father in that my my heavenly father says, like, Instead of saying, no, you're still not worthy of my love, he says, no, you never had to earn my love to begin mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. Um, everything I have is yours. Yes, everything already. I have is yours. And um, <laughs> when you talk, this is like not related to anything, um, but when you were talking about Gossip Girl, I kept thinking of um, the Princess Diaries. Okay, you know when Princess. Mia finds out that she's, like, this next in line, whatever. Mm. Okay, and then those, like, primpy guys come and, like, give her this makeover because, like, the way that she looked before wasn't worthy of, like, the queen status. You're about to wreck Princess Diaries for me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was, like, basically, and that was, like, all my thought. I was, like, dang! Like, for so long, like, I thought I wasn't worthy of, like, the princess status that I already have, you know? Mm. Like, I thought I had to look different to, like, to gain that, to have Mm. my crown put on me. Well, guess what, honey? I already got that crown. She mm. ain't coming off. You can rock it with the frizzy hair. Yeah, I know. It's oh, great. Yeah. So Mia's frizzy hair, not Lydia's. Lydia's hair isn't frizzy. Well, sometimes. I mean, it's I it's know. humid here. So <laughs> that's, that's fine. my excuse. Even if it's not humid outside, but legitimately, it's so humid today. So it's yeah. Okay. Um, um. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, and yeah. I think I mean Princess Diaries is actually a pretty good analogy for that, right? Of like this. Uh, royal status that she didn't know she had she never had to become worth like even though they do the makeover right like I'm twisting it so that I can still watch Princess Diaries oh, okay. okay that's yeah. what we're doing no, right now. but no legitimately though like she like she just had it mm-hmm. she didn't even know that she was a princess and but yet she, she still, still had was. worth yeah yeah and like I think that like that's okay so 
I also hate the word princess, so, like... I do, too. Take that with a grain of salt, but... Okay, but also, like, recognize this. Like, why do we reject the word princess? It's because it's been made out to be weak and frail and fragile mm. and all of that. You know what I yeah. mean? And, like, that's not who we are. And, like, and, like leaving of a rescuer. Right, yeah. And Well... We'll get into that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, wait. Keep going, sorry. No, okay, so my original thought was, like... Okay, so, like, from all of my girlfriends in my life, I have noticed one of two things. One... Um, like in, in the way of like approaching identity, either one, you don't know that you have it. And then once you realize that you have this worth, then you don't feel like you're worthy of it. Mm -hmm. Or two, you're like the prodigal son and you realize that you have it and you stray away from it. And then when you come back, you still have this shame. So what I'm gathering from our talk is literally that like, mm, shame girl, shame, mm -hmm. I think ruins your identity more than anything mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When, so one of the best I've heard, obviously, we've all heard a lot of, like, homilies or sermons on mm -hmm. the prodigal son, right? Yeah. Um, talks, whatever. Like, you hear it all the time. One of the best I've ever heard is from our pastor, who is wonderful and such Hello. a father. Um, and he, just, like, in his way that is just so much, like, Jesus speaking to your heart, um, he says that the father like imagine what that like right because we don't get all the words in scripture right of what the father said to the son right mm -hmm. like obviously they were talking throughout the night right we don't get all of that because like the apostles couldn't write everything down in scripture because right. john said not like all the books in the world wouldn't be able to hold it and so father peter was like imagine what that conversation was like mm -hmm. where he says like like what is he actually saying like what is the root of his words and he says i have it in my bible he says Welcome back to who you actually are. Mm. You recognize the disconnect between your reality and your true identity, mm. right? So the reality of what he was experiencing, he finally recognized that that was not his true identity. Mm -hmm. And so when you talk about shame, it's like when you say, like, welcome back to who you actually are. Mm -hmm. Like those words, like hearing those words from the Father can eradicate all shame because it's like, those things, right, those things that you experience shame from, running away, whatever happened while you were running away, mm -hmm. like, that's not who you are. Like, the Father is saying, welcome back to who you actually are. Mm -hmm. And I've just always loved that and prayed for that so much of, like, daughter, welcome back to who you actually are. Mm -hmm. Like, who you were created to be as my daughter. All of the other stuff doesn't matter. And you get to leave that. And you get to come back. And, like, because this is your reality. This is your true identity. Like, not that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, when Jesus gets baptized, the clouds, they part, right? And then Jesus <laughs> is like, behold. The <laughs> yeah. And then God's like, behold my son with who I am well pleased. And like I, like, I always thought that that was like just God speaking to Jesus. But like, it's also God speaking to us when we're yeah. baptized. Yeah. Of like, behold my child, behold my daughter with who I am well pleased. And like, I really want to touch like, briefly on, like, the difference between guilt and shame. So, like, mm -hmm. guilt is, like, the belief that, like, I did something bad and shame is I am bad. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But we know that shame is a lie because mm -hmm. God says at our baptism, behold my child with who I am well pleased, you mm -hmm. know? And, like, in Genesis it says, like, he made everything and it was good. And when he, he makes... can't create bad Yeah, things. and when he makes human, it is very good. Mm -hmm. Like, the Lord can't... The Lord, the goodness, like, everything cannot create something bad. So, like, for us to believe that we're bad, like, one, that, den like, denies God, like, the glory that he is yeah. deserving of and the fact that he makes everything good. But also, too, it's denying our own worth. Um, 
Yeah, so just we want to yeet shame out of the wall, the window, you know. <laughs> she was you not good. Yeah, I know that's a little cringe. I'm sorry, but I like it. Yeah, that's fine. thank you. That's why you're the cool one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, can we circle back for a second? Yeah, we can. Um, so just, I mean, I guess just kind of to wrap that before we circle back, right? Like because that is who we actually are, and we can yeet shame out the door. Right, because that's who we actually are. Like, we get to live in this radical confidence, this radical security mm. of being daughters of the Father, mm-hmm. being daughters of the one who created everything, right? Like, that is when we know that that is who we are. Like, we can live in this radical security. We don't have to be afraid of anything because that's who we are. And, like, we're provided by, and everything he has is ours mm-hmm. because because of who we are, because mm-hmm. we're daughters. Now to circle back. Yeah. Because I think this is important. Talked about... The word princess. Mm-hmm. Why we don't like princess, yeah. right? Um, I'm in that too. I never liked the word princess. And like, you know, like, you're the daughter of the king. So you, like, because like, God is king, right? You know, like, God is king. Um, so like, you're a princess. And I was like, Ugh. No, yeah. I'm not. I'm Gross. not. Um, I'm Mulan, no. maybe, but she's mm-hmm. not even technically a Disney princess. That's a debate. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but she's real tough. I don't know. Like, so the, the identity as daughter think sometimes can rub us the wrong way Mm -hmm. especially in this world I'm not going to mince words call it what it is in this world that expects like strong badass women right Mm -hmm. and it's like that's hard sometimes because then we're like oh well if I'm like a daughter of the king then I'm a princess how can I also be like strong and fierce and confident in the ways that, like, I, I mean, I think women are. Mm-hmm. Women can be. Um, and so I think sometimes there's a disconnect in our head. We hear daughter and we think weakness. We hear daughter mm-hmm. and we think dependent. And I think there's a tendency in my heart sometimes to dismiss those words. But I don't think we can. Mm-hmm. And this is where there's nuance in this conversation, right? So it's like, as a daughter, we are weak. As a daughter... We are dependent. Mm-hmm. Like the word, the identity of daughter means those things. However, this is like paradox. There's so many paradoxes of femininity, right? Like we are weak, we are dependent, but we can also be so strong and so fierce mm-hmm. and confident because we can live in that radical security of being daughter. Um, I have a story about that, but yeah. do you have something? No, that you keep want to, going. Okay, great. You got this. So I think something that illustrated this recently in my life um, that I've prayed with a lot in the past couple of months, um, my dad, my dad is great. Y'all are here from my dad at some point because we're going to do this really fun segment in the future that we're going to bring some dads in and it's going to be great. But um, he's so good um, and I look up to him in just so many ways um, and miss him every day and it's so great. Uh, they were here for a couple of weeks um, or like a week and a half, I guess, a couple weeks ago. And it was just really good to have them visiting, um, my mom and my dad. But my dad in particular, um, so my mom retired this year. She's awesome. She had an amazing career um, as a teacher and then a principal. She did some other stuff in between that, like, I don't really understand. has to do with the way children <laughs> learn, right? Education. Sure. And she retired, um, and we had this retirement party for her when I was back home earlier this summer. And super fun. Like, got to see, like, all of my, like, elementary school teachers. Like, just so fun. Cute. Like, people that I never get to see. Yeah. Um, and 
my so my mom was retiring so it was like an honoring for her and everybody could like get up and say some things right my dad's Mm -hmm. super quiet so like for him to get up in front of people already is like a big step and then um for him to like be emotional also in front of people like he gets emotional pretty easily but he usually just doesn't get up in front of people you know so um but the way that he spoke about my mom and even about me and my brother um like, I was praying a lot because it's the year of St. Joseph. I've been praying a lot mm. with, like, who St. Joseph is. Mm-hmm. And he's great, but I've never really had, like, a relationship with St. Joseph, right? And so I was, like, still wrestling with that a lot. And in this moment, my dad just, like, portrayed that for me in such a way, but also portrayed God the Father. So what he went up and said was, um, he said, you know, I moved to the town that I grew up in um, when he, like, shortly after he and my mom got married. And my mom grew up in the town that I grew up in. And, um, so he was like, so I was always known, you know, like people knew my name, like people knew who I was, super small town. So like everybody knows everyone. Mm -hmm. But he was like, I was always Bree's dad. I was always Matt's dad. And he told a story about how he was umping a softball game a couple weeks ago, a couple weeks before this. And, um, somebody said, uh, he overheard somebody say like, oh, like, who's that guy like umping? And, um, like, who's that umpire? And he heard somebody say, oh, that's Dina's husband. Um, and he went on to talk about, he was like, there is no, like, there's no other way I would rather be known than as Bree's dad, as Matt's dad, and as Dina's husband. Mm. And, like, that just struck me so much as, like, my dad, amazing, has always supported me in, like, I do some crazy stuff in my life. My dad <laughs> is just like, great, mm-hmm. I'm going to caution you, I'm going to, like, help you think this through, but, like, go for it, I'm proud of you. Um, and that's always been such a gift in my life. And in that moment, just praying with what he had said there, it's like, that's what the father does with us too. And like, my Mm -hmm. dad is in so many ways, um, such a picture of the father for me. Um, but like he, yeah, just showed that of like, I am gonna support you and be here for you. And like, yes, like I'm a weak, independent child. My car broke last week, and I had no idea what to do, right? Like, I am a weak, independent child on my father, but he also just steps back and watches me shine and watches me succeed and, Mm -hmm. like, delights in me doing that. Mm -hmm. And, like, the father does that, too. And so he gives us, like, the Heavenly Father gives us that space to be us, right? He created us with all the gifts that we have, and he wants us to shine in those. And so he steps back and, like, watches us succeed, and that's when we can be strong and confident. But we can be strong and confident and fierce because we know that we're dependent on him, but we know that he's there. Mm -hmm. And so it's both of those things at the same time, and that just really, like, yeah, showed me that in a new way, which is so Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm because it has to be a both and, right? We can't just dismiss the weakness because we are weak. We can't just dismiss the dependence because we are dependent. Yeah, words. But yeah, like, we can also be strong and we can yeah. also succeed and we can also shine and the Father wants that for us and he delights mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Oh, Minos. Okay, a couple things. One, love the story. Um, yes. Two. Shout out dad. Yeah, shout out dad. Um, okay, I love the whole thought of like being delighted in. Yeah. Um, because like that is so childlike, you know? Mm-hmm. And like I for the longest time thought that only humans could delight in the Lord. Cause like in the psalm it says I delight in the Lord with all my heart, with all my soul and with all my mind. But it never says, I mean at the point, it never said like, okay, but God also delights in me. You know what I mean? Like I had never read that before up until a couple well actually this past year, I just realized like how much 
the Lord, like, not only loves me and, like, finds, like, joy in me, but also, like, delights in me. Like, whenever, like, oh, I had a priest tell me this one time in confession. Um, He was like, Lydia, think of something you delight in. And I was like, okay, got it. And he's like, do you want to share it with me? And I'm like, I, okay, the sun. Um, and he's like, I was like, the sunrise is just so beautiful. And, like, I... I've gotten lots of sunrise videos from you. <laughs> yes. And, like, I delight in them. Like, and I just, like, I can't help but, like, giggle a little. Um, like, a little girl. Um, and the priest was like, Lydia, like, you realize that, like, like Jesus, like, the, like that God, your father, like, saw you delight in that. And guess what he was thinking while he was, like, making that sunrise <laughs> while you were sleeping? Like, he was knitting it together thinking, I cannot wait to see my daughter's reaction to this. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, I love that. Like, just the thought that, like, God goes out of his way to make me, like, just, mm-hmm. like, a little extra mm-hmm. happy, you know? Because um, good father. Yeah, he's a good father. Yeah. And he gives good gifts. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. Um... Also, too, I was staying with this family one time, and the mom had said, she was like, oh, yeah, like, every time, like, you know, my kids, like, would go out for the night or whatever, like, before they would leave, I would say, remember who you are. Um, And then, like, the kids would go out, and, like, hopefully, theoretically, they wouldn't, like, do anything against their parents' wishes, and because, like, they remember, like, who they are and, like, the dignity Mm -hmm. that they have in that, whatever. Um, And I was like, dang, that's good. So I started praying with that, right? And then I realized that, like, I wasn't actually going anywhere in my prayer with that, and I changed my like question from being like or my um statement from being remember who I am to remember whose I am Mm. um because those are so interconnected like I Mm. am no one without like my identity and my relationship Mm -hmm. as pertaining to another Mm -hmm. as in like God um and just like to be not like to be like put like like I am like the Lord's possession but like not in, like, an objectifying right, way. absolutely. You know? Like, he's like, nah, like, this is mine. Like, like she, like, right there, like, she, she's mine. And, like, I claim her as my own, you know? Um, oh, I love that. Okay, and real quick. I'm this sorry, circles go. back to the gospel thing, right? Yes. Like, he, like, he, she was not his possess- possession, so he let her go. But then when she comes back, what does she say? She says, I don't want to stop being your daughter. Mm. She is. Yeah. Well, she is, and she doesn't want to stop that. So, yeah. Yes. So important. Um, okay, so JP2, we love him, right? Um, so much. As we were talking about identity as this daughter. This is called the JP2 room, by the way. Oh my goodness, I didn't yeah. know that. JP2 wow. media room. Love that. Anyway. Um, okay, so love JP2, love particularly his letters to women. Um, which, if you don't know what that is, we'll probably do an episode on it at one point. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really, really good. But there's a part of it that says, thank you women who are daughters into the heart of the family and then all of society, you bring the richness of your sensitivity. Oh, the richness of your sensitivity. <gasps> sensitivity is a gift. Yes. And, like, that, like, goes along with, like, I mean, because when you think of, like, sensitivity, you think of, like, frail, weak. like Emotional. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah, whatever. And, like, like, but, like, to think that that's, like, a rich thing to bring to a family. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, a gift that mm-hmm. you bring as, as a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and also another priest one time told me that um, women bring the heart into humanity. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, that is, like, something, like, it is so incredibly strong to bear your heart to another, you know? Um, and it's also so, that like, it is so brave. Like, I think about my relationship with God a lot, and I think about how he, like, cradles me really, really close, like a little, like, itty-bitty baby. Um, and, like, that is so brave of me to, like, allow myself to be carried by someone else. Yeah. Because, like, they could drop me, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, God has never dropped me. Mm-hmm. Love that. Mm. Love that. Yep. That's all I have <laughs> Love to Love that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> No, 100%. So, the fact that we are, 
daughters of God. Like, we are. It is an identity. It's not something that we do. It's not something we can earn. Mm-hmm. Like, we are daughters of God, even if we walk away. Uh, like, that, that's still who we are. Because of that, we can live in radical security, radical confidence. Mm-hmm. We get to make mistakes. We get to fall down mm-hmm. because, like, we are weak and we are dependent. And we will fall down. But like you said, like, God hasn't dropped us. We get to live in that radical security of that. We get to live in that place where we don't have to be afraid of that. Um, and that our weakness, right, our sensitivity is rich. Mm-hmm. JP2, mm-hmm. Ugh, lo- so good. Mm-hmm. I'm really glad that you pulled that up because it's like our, our sensitivity is a gift. Our weakness is a gift. And through our weakness, we get to be strong and succeed. And the father steps back and delights in that. He mm-hmm. steps back and watches in those moments. And he's like, mm. Mm-hmm. she's mine like yes like look at her go um I am so proud of her and he just delights in those mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. um I love that phrase of radical security um I once took a childhood development class and one of the things that they taught you there is that like when a kid like falls down you shouldn't make a big deal out of it mm-hmm. um because then they're gonna just get up and <laughs> I watched that happen yes <laughs> Like, the kid was totally fine, but then dad was like, oh my gosh, you're okay, immediately. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, and so, but, like, if you don't make a big deal of it, then the kid will just get back up Mm -hmm. and just, like, keep running, and, like, if God were to, like, make a big deal, I mean, he he makes a big deal out of it, but, like, if he were to, like, be like, no, like, you ran away from me, you fell, like, mm -mm, Mm mm-mm, right? Like, that, like, that would make me feel hesitant to come back to him, because, Mm -hmm. like, it's that shame again that, like, okay, like, I am bad for Mm -hmm. what I did. Um, but like the Lord, he doesn't make a big deal out of it. He's like, oh yeah, just get back up, go to confession, like whatever. And like, we'll still keep walking, you know? You're good. You're still here. You're Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm, I love that. I love God. Oh, he's so good. He's so good. He chooses us, makes us his daughter. Yeah. Oh, to be chosen. Oh, to be chosen. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. And that, that kind of ties into next week, right? As we like make that transition. Oh, to be chosen mm. means that we then have a responsibility to choose. We have a responsibility to choose God first, right? That mm-hmm. relationship with the Father as daughter. Then we also have a relation or have a uh, requirement. I don't remember what word I just used. Wow, it's fine. Um, <laughs> we have an expectation, I guess, um, to choose responsibility yeah. to choose other women. Mm-hmm. To remind them that they are chosen. And so next week we're going to talk about sisterhood. We're going to talk about what that looks mm-hmm. like. And I think that's um, so important. Uh, you know, I don't have any blood sisters. I have one brother and he's awesome. But um, so I always, you know, just thought that idea of sisterhood was like, well, I don't have sisters. So like, whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have that. And that's okay. But it's actually such a core part of our identity as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. So last week, um, at the end of our podcast, we <laughs> last week, um, Brie ended up asking me a couple of rapid fire questions, and I'm gonna do the same seven. to her. Seven, seven, rapid seven. Fire. I'm yes, stressed. to be exact. I know what the questions are. And I'm yeah, stressed. you wrote them. And I had time to prepare. So I did rapid fire. But we'll be asking these to all of our guests. So we should ask them um, right now to Brie. Okay. So if you think you might be a guest on the podcast someday, pay attention. Like, pray with these. (laughs) (laughs) Discern them them in your heart. Okay. One, what's your coffee order? Oh, what? Why is this hard? Um, uh, Where? At Duncan? 
Sure. Okay, at Dunkin', it's an iced coffee, medium iced coffee with cream and mocha swirl. Great. Um, what are you binging right now? Binging is spelled wrong, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you tell people I spell things wrong? Um, uh, uh, Dynasty and, um, it's a documentary slash reality TV Love. show about Formula One racing. <laughs> Okay. It's on Netflix. It's really great. Okay. Highly recommend. Love that. Um, what are you reading? Dr. Zivago. The heck? Okay, great. By Boris Pasternak. Great. Haven't heard of that. Um, favorite current way to pray? Oh. Um. Oh. I don't... It's been weird lately. Kind of all over the place. Um, so... Starting like this summer, I started. This is not rapid fire. I'm sorry. Um, Lots of hesitation. (laughs) (laughs) I've been like just kind of like doing imaginative prayer, I guess, but like writing out different like stories from the gospel, um, like in the perspective of one of the people in it. I like to think that I could, like, be a writer for The Chosen, but I'm sure that they're not that good. (laughs) You know they're casting for that right now for actors. I should be in it. You should. It'd be fun. Um, Great. Is that it for praying? Yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. That's not really close. <laughs> I just like. I don't want to cut you off. Yeah. Okay. Great. That's my favorite way. That's right beautiful. Now. Yeah. Thank no. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Know. One guilty pleasure. One. <laughs> we had a debate about which one I should share before this. Um, I have three. I guess. Uh, I had like three. I guess like Drake and Kanye. I really like Drake and Kanye's <laughs> music sometimes. Sometimes you're just in the mood. Or like Post Malone. I run to Post Malone sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, I've never ran to him. But you know what? You know who well, has run? The I prodigal go for son. Run. To the I go for runs <laughs> while listening to Oh, okay. <laughs> he doesn't like have his like arms like <laughs> open, ready for you. Okay, moving on. What's annoyed you in the past week? Um. Oh, parking at the mall. Okay, they put these really? new little lights in. I don't know if you've mm. been there lately, but no. they put these new little lights in that are supposed to be green when there's a parking spot open. Oh, yeah. And then they're red when there's not. But they don't work. So, like, there was a green one, and I drove all the way down the thing, and there was no wow. parking spot. Take it up with corporate. Okay. Favorite way to eat a potato? My mom makes really good twice-baked potatoes. <sighs> they're so good. That's probably my favorite. You know, that's, like, a rare potato, but I think it's one of the potato. best. <laughs> Yeah, well, here's the thing, is it's rare. Like, like no, you said potato. Whatever, I'm like, I, I, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool, well, that was rapid fire. That was rapid fire. Oh, sorry, I forgot to close that segment. That was um, rapid fire. We will be back with you next, next week. Thursday. Hopefully we'll be back with you if you're not sick of us yet, but we love hanging you know, out with you. Please hang out with us, because you're awesome, and we want to get to know you. So, Lydia, where can they find you? Oh, they can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn and <laughs> all the things. Please, My please space. Go find her on LinkedIn. I'm not actually on LinkedIn. Um, but at on Instagram. <laughs> Girl, I work in corporate America, but that don't mean I have a LinkedIn. You don't work in corporate America. Yeah, I do. <gasps> I have an internship, guys. Did you know that? Now you do. No, congratulations. Yeah. Anyway, keep okay, going. Okay, we'll talk more about that. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Brianna Marie ninety three with little periods in between. Number three. You know, Marie and three kind of rhyme. Yeah, well, yeah, I, that's why I did it. It's also oh. the year that I was born. Yeah, that's why I thought you did it. It wasn't because you wanted to be a poet. Well, it also rhymes, and so it sounded cool. So we're just trying to be trendy over here. Yeah, it was a twofer. Right. I still have Facebook though. So have you seen Alabama Rush TikTok? <laughs> 
Yeah, I have. <laughs> I'm actually too invested, and so it's great. Yeah. That's it. That's all. That's what I was binging this week. I know that Algorithm wasn't... Rush TikTok. Yeah, I know that wasn't my question to answer. Well,